Welcome to Freedom to Retire with Jim Cipriati, powered by Retire Ready Financial Group. You got to be prepared. If you're not prepared and you have too much risk, you may make some adverse choices. And so you need to have a plan because the downturns are going to happen. Jim Cipriati has been helping people in the greater Philadelphia and South New Jersey areas reach their retirement goals for over two decades. We just want to make sure we're not too aggressive, not too conservative either. We want that nice mix. And that's what I help my clients with every single day. Now, Freedom to Retire. The latest inflation numbers for last month came out. It is 8.5%, which is down, not another 40-year high like we've seen for the past couple months. It's down from 9.1%. But market strategist Victoria Fernandez tells CNBC, it's way too early to say that inflation has peaked. I actually don't think that the Fed's going to look at this and say, okay, great, we can take our foot off the gas. We can slow down a little bit here. There is a lot of data left before the next meeting. The next CPI um, number, I think, is actually going to be even more important because it's going to tell us, are we actually going to start establishing a trend? Or was this just more of a one-off and we're starting to level off and we're going to stay right around where we are? So, Jim, what do you think? Is this a trend or is this a a little anomaly? When you're building a retirement plan right now, what rate are you using? And if it does tick up another point or two, how big of a difference can that make as far as how long your money will last? Yeah, and and Chris, it's it's definitely just too early in the game to say inflation has peaked and we're in the clear. (laughs) Uh, You know, back in the 70s and early 80s, the the inflation rate varied up and down each month, even back then as Mm -hmm. well, just like it's doing now. But the the key uh, issue to really point out at at this time is to, you know, focus on our finances. We want to make sure we're positioned uh, to handle the possibility of a couple or, God forbid, even a, a few more years of inflation, uh, just like we had 40 years ago. It, it, it was not a six-month cycle, let's put it that way. And I, I had a guy that came into my office last week after uh, hearing our show, and he was concerned that um, the last time he ran his numbers for his retirement uh, financial plan, uh, it was back in November, when his balances were way, way higher, oh, wow, his yeah. IRA and 401, right? And inflation wasn't even uttered really at that time, right? Mm-hmm. Inflation was way lower, not, almost non-existent. Um, but he was, you know, pretty excited, of course, to hear how his Social Security payments were going up this past <laughs> January. But, sure. So that was at least one helpful item. Um, and the I-bonds, we always talk about those that are paying 9.62% right now, the government bonds. Um, uh, but he was bummed, you know, when, when his... Uh, his Medicare premiums went up. So Social Security went up, but also the Medicare premiums went up. So his actual net amount of his Social Security uh, check wasn't really that much higher. Mm. Um, But the reason he came into my office in the first place was he was concerned that if prices continue to be at these higher levels for uh, things like buying uh, groceries, gasoline, utilities, just about everything in in every store pretty much, uh, he was uh, concerned because his his balances were down about 20% from earlier this year. So he was getting a little nervous that um, the rate at which he was withdrawing his money from his IRA wouldn't last him the rest of his life. You know, his account wouldn't last. Mm-hmm. He was only 63 years old. He, he was in fairly decent health and people in his family have uh, lived well into their mid 80s, late 80s. So just as I've been doing for uh, for our uh, fellow 1210 WPHT listeners, I ran for him a, a complimentary report to get some estimates to see how long his money would be projected to last with these new lower balances and slightly higher inflation. Um, And it turns out that uh, if he would have kept spending at the rate that he was currently spending at, his his money was projected to run out um, in his early 80s. And and believe me, Chris, no one wants to go back to work in our late 70s or early 80s. No, not at all. Not at all. Um, And the, the problem when I looked a little bit further was that one of the uh, the big mutual fund holdings that he had 
um, it was only averaging about 2.5% per year. So you can imagine if inflation was running at 6%, 7%, or 8%, he's essentially going to be losing purchasing power mm -hmm. each of those years. So what I did is I helped him reposition some of his low-paying mutual funds, some of his underperformers, uh, into something more geared towards producing retirement income. And he felt so much better just knowing that, you know, he was uh, he now had a dependable stream of monthly income, regardless of what his balances were to do. And regardless of if his uh, balances were going to continue to drop, that income was going to come in. So uh, to anyone listening, if you feel like you're, you're unsure if your money is going to actually last you throughout retirement, um, I'll run that same report and I'll do a completely complimentary. All you got to do to get started is give a call to Jim, 610-894-7415, 610-894-7415. It is the top concern among retirees. It's not death. It's actually living too long. It's the opposite of that and, and running out of money. So if you're worried about that, especially with inflation being how it is, you know, you mentioned uh, this gentleman's mutual funds, and, and they were averaging about 2.5%, even in normal, quote-unquote, normal inflationary times where, you know, inflation's like 3 or 4%. It's still it's still not enough to beat inflation. So, obviously, then it would be, you know, uh, the buying power is, is decreasing much slower. But in these these amplified times that we have right now, it is, it is something I think right now, definitely take a look at this, take advantage of this offer, have Jim run this report and show you you know, if there's a better way to go about it, you know, and, and how do you address that that concern about outliving your money? Again, complimentary to you. As way of saying thank you guys for joining us this week, 610-894-7415. Now, in 2006, the financial industry invented the target date fund. And there are over $3 trillion in these funds these days. Yeah. And you probably honestly have one in your 401k, but the article that I'm looking at right now says these funds have a fatal flaw. You might as well have written this article, Jim, because yeah. that's something you said for a while there. Every uh, show. You know, as they go to less risk in, in later years, as you get closer and closer to that target date, the more money goes towards bonds. And the, well, as we know, bonds have been a loser over the last 10 years due to interest rates. So this article suggests instead of pushing towards bonds, they should push towards income producing assets. So uh, what is your take here? What is what is the better strategy than these target date funds. Yeah, oh yes, uh, my, my arch nemesis, the, the, <laughs> these target date funds, they, they kill me. Uh, and anyone who's been listening to our show for the past uh, several months knows that I'm not a fan of these target date funds. Um, these are the funds, by the way, that have that year in the title. So it'll say something like 2020 fund or 2025 fund or even a 2030 fund. Mm -hmm. Vanguard has them, Fidelity has them. They're in your TSP. If you're a government worker, they're everywhere. Um, TIAA has them. Um, and as you mentioned, Chris, yeah, one fatal flaw, but there are additional flaws. Uh, there are many flaws in the design of these funds. Um, and I just had a Zoom meeting with a couple that wanted to have a chat with me to ask some questions. But uh, this couple in particular, I remember they lived a little far from my Radnor, Pennsylvania office. Um, and they were not close at all to my Marlton, New Jersey office. Mm -hmm. So what we did is we hopped on a Zoom, uh, which are very easy, by the way. Yeah. I, just, I just email a link to you. And it says, you know, hey, John, click here to join the Zoom. And then you click the button, and then you'll be able to um, see my computer screen. I'll be on the camera kind of waving at you. And, <laughs> uh, you know, you don't even have to be on the camera. I tell people, you know, as long as you can see my computer screen and see me, yeah, that's, that's perfectly fine. But I share my computer screen, so you'll be able to see, you know, some things that I'm showing you. Uh, and that couple was, was doing just that from the comfort of their own living room. Um, uh, and this couple, by the way, they were in the mid-60s. I think they were both right around 64, 65, um, both in fairly good shape health-wise. Um, and they just wanted to know why their money at, at Fidelity was going down. They thought they were invested you know, conservatively. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, and it turns out they had almost all of their money, most of it, in that in a Target 2025 fund. Uh, and I was able to show them that the ingredients, what's under the hood, yeah. behind the curtains of that fund, um, what, what did it look like? And uh, they were surprised to see that almost half of the money in that Target fund was in low-paying bonds. Um, and a lot of people don't even realize that those Target date funds are very, very heavy in bonds. Um, so the problem here was twofold. Um, first of all, the, the Target date funds, they shift more and more of your money into bonds as you get closer to retirement. So the people who might live 20 years, 25 years, or even 30 years into retirement, like this 64-year-old, 65-year-old couple, they were going to run the risk of not keeping up with inflation, with having that much in bonds there. The other problem is that they also run the risk of if the Fed continues to raise interest rates, as the Fed is likely to continue to do, um, the bond portion is likely to continue losing even more value. So what I did is I, I pointed out the low interest rates that they've been earning on, on nearly half of their money, uh, and they were just really grateful to learn that there are a number of alternatives. Um, so it, to anyone listening, if you feel like your balance is losing value, um, give my office a call now. The number is 610-894-7415. Again, 610-894-7415. And we can set up a meeting either at my office in Radnor or Marlton. Uh, we can hop on a Zoom call or just a regular phone call, and I'd be happy to review personally. I'll do this with you, and we'll take a look at exactly what you have. And this will be completely complimentary, no cost to our listeners today, Chris. Just going to cost you your time. And I think time well spent if it can, you know, give you a little bit more uh, confidence, give you a little bit more of that uh, that freedom to retire, as we talk about so often here on the show. You know, we have mentioned before, uh, Jim's got two offices in Radnor, Pennsylvania, Marlton, New Jersey. Truth be told, thanks to the advent of technology, an infinite number uh, you can attend from the comfort of your living room if that's what you feel best about. And uh, as I said, time well spent if it can uh, show you what changes need to be made, if anything, and have you feel more confident about your retirement, especially uh, in these these high inflationary and uh, rising interest rate and, and volatile market time. So complimentary to you, all you have to do is pick up the phone, schedule a time to get on Jim's calendar, 610-894-7415. Or if you prefer, go online to retirereadyfg.com. Now, Jim, there's a so-called five-second rule. It's apparently live and uh, alive and well these days. A new survey shows that more than 40% of Americans will eat things off the floor as long as they can pick it up immediately. And they do it an average of four times a month. So before we turn this into Jeez. retirement talk, let me ask you, uh, if something falls on the floor in your house, is there is there a window there where it's still safe to eat? What do you, what do, you do? <laughs> Admittedly, Chris, I, I am a believer that uh, yeah, food drops on the floor. It's, it's completely fine. Uh, although uh, I thought it was that three-second rule, right? Uh, but whatever it is, look, if I'm hungry enough, I'm eating it. <laughs> it depends on, I think, how much time you put into making it and what it is exactly. Yeah, and actually, more than I think about this, it, it has to drop in my house. I'm not eating something that falls out on the a boardwalk or something. Oh, yeah, you know. <laughs> so let's tie this back into financial talk and not just people's eating habits. In the world of retirement, there's something called the 4% rule. How do you feel about this one? And if you don't adhere to it, what do you base withdrawal rates on, especially when the number one concern among retirees is running out of money? Yeah, that, that 4% rule, um, that's been around for, for quite some time, since the 1990s. Um, and when it comes to our retirement, the way that uh, what, they're, what they're saying there, or what they're trying to do, is they're um, alluding to kind of like a rule of thumb that mm -hmm. mathematicians made back then. Uh, it's the percentage of how much of your retirement assets you should actually be spending per year when you're retired. So people have built up their nest egg. They say, all right, I'm retired. Now what? What's a safe amount? So 4% has been the rule of thumb. So 
if you have, for example, $500,000 saved, uh, 4% of that would be around 20000 per year that you should aim to spend. Um, and with the proper mix of, of stocks and, and bonds and other types of assets, you, know, you, you should be able to make it through 20 or more years of, uh, of retirement spending, even through a lot of the choppy market cycles, by the way. That's how they uh, arrived at that figure. But yeah, this rule of thumb, it, it was created back in the 1990s, though. So we have to be careful because the, the world is very different. The, uh, <laughs> the economy is different from the 90s. Bond rates, are di- bond rates were so much higher in the 1990s when that, uh, when that rule came about. And now they're even talking about uh, dropping it down to 3%. Uh, the 3% rule. Have you heard that one, Chris? I've heard it being adjusted. I've heard it go both ways. Some people said, I think even the guy who invented the 4% rule at one point said, you know, taking 5% out was was going to be acceptable. Here's the thing, and, and you mentioned it, you know, this was implemented in the 90s. Yeah. Earlier in the show, we were talking about, you know, 40-year uh, record high inflation. So it doesn't take into account, you know, 6, 7, 8, 9% inflation. So I think that becomes a, a bigger flaw with this this rule, right? Yeah, and we didn't have the scare of a possible recession with, you know, the inflation still not under control, you know. Uh, so a lot of things were different. But yeah, that 3% really worries me because if you have a half a million bucks, that's only 15,000 per year mm. that you should be touching from that spending. Um, and some people think, yeah, 3 or 4% is low. Uh, especially they say, Jim, hang on a second. Stocks have averaged over 10% over the past hundred years. Uh, but the math is the math is the math. And they, <laughs> the, the mathematicians have already done the calculating. Um, and these are those, those people that, you know, solve those big, long math problems on the, on the chalkboard when we were younger. Oh, they're, yeah. they're the people that really dove into this, uh, uh, head first. And, uh, yeah, so just based on the, the, the facts and the, and, and the math, the, as the market goes through these, these up and down cycles, especially the down cycles, which could be a couple of years in a row, you're still going to need retirement income during those years. And this reminds me of a guy who, who I met uh, in, my, in the early 2000s. I, I got in the business in 1998, so this is a guy I met you know, right around that dot-com part of uh, time. Yep. And um, he thought for sure the market was going to keep going up and up and up forever like it did in the, in the 90s. And he was just spending as if the market was going to keep going up and up. He was just spending too much. His money, I remember this, it only lasted him uh, about 12 years into retirement. Mm. His money ran completely out because um, he had some other unexpected uh, ex- larger expenses, his Son also needed to borrow money, got into a bind there. He didn't take into account money for a down payment on a car. There was a, a number of things that he had to tap into his uh, savings more rapidly that he would, didn't plan for. Uh, but yeah, he ran out of money when he was in his mid-70s. Uh, and he was just left with his Social Security check, of course, and then he had a small pension, about 800 bucks a month there. Uh, said, to help, what I've been doing in this industry is just been teaching others about uh, the importance of developing that solid retirement plan. It's got to consist of something dependable to give you monthly income. And uh, it also should consist of solid mutual funds and ETFs, um, things with low fees and costs. Because look, just like food, you know, think about when it, when it comes to your diet, you want your diet to be balanced with nutrition from a lot of different food families. You want some meats in there, proteins, vegetables, fruits, starches, et cetera. Mm-hmm. You, you want your finances to be balanced just like that. And if you have your entire retirement savings linked to the to the stock market and things like mutual funds and stocks in your 401k or IRA, you absolutely run the risk of running out of money as the market goes through its down cycles. So give my office a call now. The, the number is 
894-7415. And I will personally check things out for you to see that, uh, that you're balancing out your risk. And this review is completely complimentary for our listeners, Chris. Again, the number is 610-894-7415. It's complimentary. Again, not going to cost you anything but your time. Best case scenario is that you, uh, Jim takes a look at your plan and says, hey, you're actually in pretty good shape. Stay the course. Great job. Wouldn't you like to know that as you get into retirement? Uh, but more often than not, and this is still not necessarily a bad thing, there may be a change you can make here or there, something that could be you know, just a small tweak that could, that could uh, you know, generate more income for you down the line. It could be a big flaw, something you're neglecting to take into account. And it is much better to find out about that beforehand than, you know, when you're, when you're in the thick of it and it becomes a problem where you're in your, you know, your 70s and you're having to face the possibility of unretirement. I don't really think anybody wants that. So take the time. Have Jim run that second opinion for you. Again, completely complimentary to our 1210 listeners this week. 610-894-7415. And, uh, or you can go online, com. Jim, there was an article on the Smart Asset website that lists the seven mistakes people make when it comes to choosing a financial advisor. So uh, I know we've we talked about this list a little earlier. Would you agree with these? What do you think are the most important aspects when it comes to finding the right financial help? Yeah, and I, I saw this uh, article as well, Chris. And they put together a nice little list here. Um, and the first thing on the list, which tops the list mm-hmm. as most important, in my opinion, is to make sure you work with someone who is a fiduciary. As for me, I'm an accredited investment fiduciary, so I'm ethically bound to act in my client's best interest. Uh, and I, I can remember years ago when the big brokerage firms, uh, they got into some hot water because they were only offering clients investments out of their own kind of inventory, yeah. uh, mutual funds and other stocks, uh, and they were receiving kickbacks. A fiduciary like myself is not allowed to have such uh, conflicts of interest, or if we do, we have to make it abundantly clear mm-hmm. Uh, and disclose all of those uh, to, to our clients. Second thing is you, you just want to make sure you don't hire the first advisor you meet. <laughs> right? uh, you you want to test drive a couple, right? Just like a car or an you know, important suit or a dress, right? Mm-hmm. Try a few on. Uh, and even worse, if you've been working with the same exact advisor for a long time, 20 years, 15 years, something like that, and if you've gone all that time without receiving even once any sort of second opinion with having a, you know, another advisor take a look and make sure they're, that your existing advisor isn't missing anything, because normally they, they are. Um, I think that's also really important. So always get that second opinion if you're, uh, if you're exist- even if your existing advisor is making you money, really. Yeah. You still want to get that second set of eyes. Um, and you also want to pick an advisor who specializes in the things that you're looking for. Sometimes people go into banks and they're, they're only offering really short-term sort of things that are really not moving the needle much in terms of um, growing your nest egg as much as you should. Uh, you know, hey, look at our fancy high yield savings account, <laughs> you know, paying 0.5%. And people say, oh, it's, it's high yield. It's got to be a good deal. It's right there in the name. It's yeah. right there in the name, right? <laughs> so, uh, it, you know, it's just th- those things that uh, are really important. It's the same sort of thing, Jim, like, you know, uh, you're in a different phase of life now than you were 15, 20 years ago. You're not probably seeing your pediatrician, uh, you know, that you were seeing growing up right now in your in your 50s and 60s. And you certainly, if you have, you know, a, an eye issue, you're not going to go see the foot doctor or things like that. So you want to make sure what, what you're looking for in life, you're going to see the right person, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because the uh, finance is a big field. Um, people hear, you know, Jim, you're in finance. Don't you handle mortgages? Nope. Jim, you're in, you're in finance. Uh, don't you do tax returns? Nope. There's enough on my plate to keep me busy with those sorts of areas. And there's a lot of people that specialize in, in finances for small businesses. Mm-hmm. Very different than what 
a mom and pop, we call it, you know, a kitchen table sort of everyday folks that I help out. Uh, very different uh, biz, small business planning as it is with personal retirement planning. And a lot of times those business planners, they'll say, oh, yeah, I can help you set things up. But they don't know the as much as uh, as someone like me uh, who works with this every single day. Just like I don't know as much in, in small business planning. You can't be a, a, a an ace of all of these different fields of in, course not. in finance. But there's other things on this list, too, that are pretty important. Uh, they, they say to match, uh, match up with someone that fits your strategy, not someone who's too conservative, not someone who's too aggressive for your, for your style. I get people all the time that say, uh, Jim, my balances are going you know, up and down and up and down. I can't stomach this. I, I need this money to help with my family. And uh, my broker keeps telling me to stay the course and it's keeping me awake at night. It's causing stress. That broker may be a mismatch, uh, their style compared to what you're actually looking for. Also, go ahead and ask your advisor what their licenses are. Um, different licenses mean different areas of focus. For example, I have my Series 65 license, um, and I'm also the owner of a registered investment advisor firm, which is called Retire Ready Wealth Management. Other things uh, are on this list, too. Uh, you know, don't be afraid to ask us or your advisor how we're paid. We're all getting paid, guys. Sure. We're all getting paid. Not a nonprofit. Not a nonprofit. We uh, have a lot of skill, usually, that we bring to the table, so we're able to make ourselves very valuable and worth whatever we're getting paid. Uh, but don't be afraid to ask us. We'll tell you. And I've seen some people come into my office that they, they didn't even know that they were paying fees to their existing advisor or something like hmm. 1.5%. 1.5%. Do the math on that over 20 years. Yeah, see how, see what your balance would be without that fee and see what your balance would be with that fee. It eats into your account balances like you wouldn't imagine. Um, and the number seven thing on this list is um, just to be making sure your advisor has experience. Um, I, I've been a financial professional for 24 years, and I can tell you with confidence, I'm not embarrassed to say this, I know way more today than I knew when I was only in the business a couple of years. Sure. Just like a doctor who's been practicing, you know, or a surgeon who's been practicing for 24 years, I'm sorry, but we, we just know more than the person who has only been practicing just a, a couple of years. So uh, if, you're, if you're looking uh, for an advisor, um, you know, just... Make sure your your uh, or even if you want to make sure your current advisor isn't missing anything, uh, give my office a call now. It's six ten eight nine four seven four one five. If you have questions or concerns about reaching your retirement goals, then give the Retire Ready Financial Group a call. 610-894-7415. Or visit us online at retirereadyfg.com. Retire Ready Wealth Management is not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Retire Ready Wealth Management is licensed in your state, please call 610-704-2792. Retire Ready Wealth Management is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through James Cipriati, Pennsylvania Insurance License 366900. 